WXDX-FM, Pittsburgh. While we're awaiting Chris Letang, uh, we're going to talk about how cool it was five years ago when Cueto dropped the ball. I can't believe I heard entire shows dedicated to that early in the week. Pirate nostalgia. Pirate nostalgia isn't Cueto dropping the ball. Pirate nostalgia is uh, the Barry Bonds era. Pirate nostalgia is Willie the Starge is the series MVP. Roberto Clemente is the series MVP. That's not pirate nostalgia. That That's pirate nostalgia, rather. Not some guy dropping the ball to kick off an era that ultimately went nowhere. But whatever you want, whatever you need to feel good about yourself, pirates plummeted in attendance, dropped a million since 2015, so... Whatever you have to do to convince yourself that baseball is still relevant in Pittsburgh, you feel free to do. Now, the news broke moments ago that Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals got suspended 20 games. 20 games for his headshot to Oscar Sundquist of St. Louis in a preseason game this past Sunday. Now, I'm pleasantly surprised. I never thought he'd get that many it still doesn't seem like enough, but I never thought he'd get that many. Sunquist, to my knowledge, wasn't seriously hurt. Won't be out an appreciable length of time. It was in a preseason game, and that shouldn't matter, but sometimes when the NHL makes decisions, it does. But he's a repeat offender. I believe this is Wilson's fourth suspension. So 20 games, yeah, it sounds about right. I'm surprised. The NHL, for a change, pleasantly surprised me. Joining me now, he feels good and he's ready to go. After being a year removed from neck surgery, he's one of hockey's best defensemen from the Penguins. It's number 58, Chris Letang. Uh, Tanger, how much better do you feel this year, and how bad did you feel last year? Did you ever really feel... Like you were comfortable last season? Uh, I feel a lot better. Uh, last year uh, was uh, when I came to training camp. I was not like near the shape I am in uh, this year. Um, I didn't have a chance to really go out there, skate around, and uh, kind of get adjusted after surgery. As of this year, I'm a year. Uh, I'm a year in t- into this and. Uh, I felt comfortable. I've been uh, through pretty much everything, uh, playoff hockey, a regular season uh, grind. So, uh, no, I feel comfortable, and I'm uh, ready to go. Now, you were able to train all summer and and rest more, too, because you guys uh, got knocked out in the second round. Training means a lot to you, I know. So it's a confidence thing, too, right? I mean, when you get ready, you kind of feel more ready, correct? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's correct. Uh uh, especially after injuries, you uh, you want to make sure you're solid. You feel comfortable going out there, getting hit, uh, and obviously I played a play a physical game also. So um, no, when you have a little bit of time to rest and train, uh, you always feel uh, good about yourself heading into camp. Now, how do you feel you played last year? Not just good or bad, but specifically what went right for you and what didn't. Uh, up and down. I think uh, consistency was uh, was an issue for me. Um, you could see it uh, 
obviously in, in a lot of back-to-back games that we played. Um, I would be fine in the first one, and the second game would be a would be a disaster. So uh, uh, I think that was uh, that was where I had a couple issues, and um, I, I'm I'm gonna be the first one to admit that it was not a a good season for me. It was an adjustment, and uh, obviously uh, um, maybe I, uh, I I went too early into the season. Maybe I should take more time. Uh, play more game practice. Uh, uh, sorry, play more preseason game practice more with the team uh, and, and uh, to get to uh, to um, to a stage that I, I'm, I feel comfortable going out there on my neck. Now the plan is supposedly to play you less minutes this year, Tanger, but I just don't believe it. Do you think it's going to work out that way? Because we've heard that before. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day. Uh, when when you have a player that used to play a lot of minutes, uh, if he brings uh, if he brings his A game and he's playing well, you're gonna want to put him on the ice, and um, I think that's how he's gonna go. If uh, uh, one night I don't have my my game, uh, maybe I'm gonna play less. But uh, if I'm on my game, I think uh, every coach wants to utilize those guys and uh, put them out there. Uh, every every game are important in this uh, in in this league and. Uh, I think that's uh, that's how I'm going to approach it anyway. Anyway, I'm just going to try to uh, work hard every game, play hard, and uh, my uh, my time is going to be what it is. So uh, that's how I see it. Now, you're 31. Are you at the point where you think you need to change your game a bit? I, I don't know, maybe be more conservative. Does that ever cross your mind? No, not at all. I think uh, it actually makes me more hesitant and actually more vulnerable. Uh, um I I've said in the past uh, I got I got to this point playing in a certain way and uh, they signed me for eight years because I was playing a certain way so um, and uh, no I think I'm 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 just a player I am today because uh, of what I did before. We're talking to Chris Letang of the Penguins. You're on the home of the Penguins. One hundred five nine the X. Tanger, what's Brian Dumoulin like as a partner? Uh, you've had a ton of partners since arriving in Pittsburgh. But he seems an ideal fit for you. Why do you think that is? Uh, yeah, you know he's uh, he's been uh, really good for me. Uh, he's a guy that you can rely defensively, and uh, now and the last few years you kind of see him uh, evolve as a player. He joins the rush. He, uh, uh, he he's a little bit more involved offensively, so um, you kind of see him uh, becoming a good two-way defenseman. As of before, you would only see him as a two uh, as a like a shutdown kind of guy. So, uh, but uh, no, he's uh, he's fun to play with. He talks a lot. Uh, he's always open to uh, to talk on the bench about different plays. So it's a it's a good player to, to be paired with. I think you guys have a really good defensive core, Tanger. Uh, I think Johnson makes it better, and Ricola makes it deeper. What's your take on the whole group on defense? Not exactly what you said. I think we're, <laughs> we're strong. Uh, I like the addition of uh, Jack Johnson. Uh, He's uh, we're the same age, and I kind of grew up uh, watching him play uh, for for USA. And uh, he's a he's a player that always impressed me uh, with his size, his skill, uh, his uh, ability to skate. So um, no, I'm I'm glad he's on our side, and uh, I don't think uh, people uh, give enough credit for for his skill and his offensive instincts. So uh, no, we're excited to to have him on in our lineup. 
Now, Ricola has been a sensation at camp. What's your take on him? Oh, he's really good. Good hockey sense. He, he's, uh, he's a really good player that that uh, likes to play both both ends of the ice. And uh, even if he's uh, just uh, just get, getting used to the NHL, he, he wants to put his nose into uh, into scrums. He wants to, he likes the physical game, so it's fun to see that too. Uh, how tough is it for a defenseman to be offensive now, Tanger? Uh, Paul Coffey was the best ever at that, but a coach today would never let a defenseman play like that, would he? <laughs> I mean, uh, no, they wouldn't. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. the The game is uh, it, it's it's different. Like Paul Coffey is a unique defenseman in the in a sea of of big, tall defensemen uh, that were uh, that were like uh, just playing the defensive game. So. He's a he's a unique uh, player. He's like he's a Hall of Famer. That uh, like he 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 had the skill and the talent to do all that. So uh, I think that's why uh, he was uh, he was able to do all that. But in this uh, in this league, everybody's fast, everybody's strong, and uh, it's it's a lot harder. And every little mistake, it seems like uh, these days it, it it turns quickly and it goes the other way. So. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think you're gonna see defensemen like Paul Coffey uh, anytime soon. You've won three cups. You've been an All Star. It's been a great career so far. What still motivates you, Tang? And what do you still feel like you can accomplish? <laughs> I still uh, I still have fingers that don't have uh, Stanley Cup rings on. So I look at my hands, and there's a lot of more room. So you you, you don't really put much uh, stock in personal awards, right? Like Norris Trophy stuff like that. No, I think it's uh, it's all uh, done by the media, and uh, it's not something I uh, it's not something that actually I think of. Um, uh, I'm 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 more focused on uh, actually uh, getting the end result that everybody wants, and and the result that everybody's going to be remembered of. So uh, that's uh, that's how I see it. You sound like Mario Lemieux when you say that, Tanger, and I mean that in the best best possible way. Uh, you've played your whole career with Sid and Gino. What's that been like? Uh, you guys all have a front row seat for each other. That's got to be so much fun. Yeah, no, uh, it's uh, it's incredible uh, to have the chance. Even like uh, sometimes you're on the bench and you, you're like amazed to, to see what they're able to do on the ice. So um, to have the chance to to play 13 years with these guys is uh is special and and uh they I have only uh, good words to to for for them they they've been great teammates they their will to win their work ethic are just uh unbelievable and you're behind the two of them an awful lot out there on the ice with them i mean your games really mesh don't they uh-huh your games really mesh i mean you're out there with Sid or Gino a lot of the time yeah no it's uh like you know, you you want guys with offensive instincts like that when uh, when they, these guys are out there, and uh, after all those years, I kind of uh, see the patterns of of what they do on the ice. So um, I think it's uh, it's fun that we have uh, that that chemistry going. Uh, finally, Tanger, after not winning last year, after winning the two years before that, what's the energy like in the room this year? Uh, you guys don't make excuses. But two cups in a row was a long grind, and I think that showed up a little bit last year. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely uh, harder to win, uh, especially after going all the way for two seasons in a row. Um, you don't, you don't, you won't see that anymore uh, with the salary cap, all the moves in the summer, all these things. It's uh, it's a hard league. It's 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 hard to get into the playoffs. Uh, you never know how it's gonna go. Uh, the, the schedule, the the traveling, these uh, it, it's all hard. So um, maybe to to uh, to have a longer uh, summer and uh, be able to prepare for for another season, recharge the battery. I think uh, it's just uh, going to be beneficial for us. Tanger, thanks as always for taking the time and congratulations on your second child, your daughter Victoria, born over the summer. Is she keeping you up at night? Yeah, a little bit, uh, but she's been good. Uh, actually, uh, she's been really good. But I have a, uh, a wife that is uh, the perfect mom, so uh, she's uh, she's uh, holding the fort pretty well. <laughs> well, good stuff, Tanga. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you. That is Chris Latang. Always a pleasure to talk to him. Uh, I agree when he says that he shouldn't change the way he plays. I think at some point you pick your spots and play scoring situation. But Tanger is what he is, and it's got him to where he is and what he is and what he makes. So I think Dumo makes it a lot better for him. I think they're such good partners, and Dumo knows when to cover. I think that's been a really good pairing and uh, will continue to be moving forward. If you're just tuning in, Dumoulin did practice today. It said he'll be a game-time decision but uh, it sounds like he's expected to play. So thanks to Chris Letang. We've got Coach Mike Sullivan at the bottom of the hour. It's the best hockey talk in time. You can see it, hear it, see it, hear it only here on 105.9 The X. This is Jack Johnson of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you are listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on the home of the Pens, 105.9 The X. Wacko Jacko, he knows what he's talking about. We're going to give away tickets to the Penguins opener. Tomorrow night at home against Washington, stay tuned. That'll be at the end of this segment. Uh, if you're just tuning in, the, the big news is that Tom Wilson, the Capitals' new age goon, got suspended 20 games for his headshot against Oscar Sundquist of St. Louis on Sunday. What do you make of that? I'm surprised, pleasantly so, but it still doesn't feel like it's enough. For a four-time repeat, Headshot offender, it doesn't seem like enough. Then again, the way the NHL runs things, who would have thought they'd give him 20 games? So you have very legitimate mixed emotions when you consider the 20-game Tom Wilson suspension. we got Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach. He joins us in about 10 minutes here on the X. Uh, we got the... Uh, American League wildcard game tonight at 5 o'clock. I'll tell you why there's only one team you can root for in that game. And for me, it's not the Yankees, even though it should be noted, and I'm sure you Pittsburghers have, the Yankees have Andrew McCutcheon and Neil Walker. Maybe Kutch can finally get his first playoff RBI, a home run tonight. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, Kutch is projected to start for the Yankees. Bat leadoff. And play left field. If Clint Hurdle would have asked Kutch to bat lead off and play left field here in Pittsburgh, he would have wet his friggin' pants. But hey, 
go Kutch. You know what would be great? Oh, man, if only. What if the Yanks had Kutch and Walk both start, Kutch and Walker, and Johnny Cueto pitched for Oakland? He could drop the ball. God, I get so excited every single time I say that. 412-333-9939. We've been talking about the Le'Veon Bell situation. Not a lot today. We've been concentrating on hockey today. But uh, it uh, it's a subject. Don't you wish you were just clear of it and it wasn't really a topic anymore? Seriously. I mean, here's a guy in the past four weeks has lied and deceived and either changed his mind or knew what he was doing all along, and he told the media he's coming for the bye week, but he hasn't told the Steelers that yet, according to Mike Tomlin and according to what I've heard as well. I just think they need to be done with them. And one thing Mike DeCourcy said yesterday that should ring very true when you think about the Steelers' decision, and it's not a decision. They're going to bring Bell back no matter what, although I hope they trade him. That would be the most logical thing. Trade him for a third-round pick now instead of a third-round pick later. You're not going to get what you thought you might, but you get him out of your hair, and it's long since past due. But as... uh. As Mike DeCourcy said yesterday, Lev Bell didn't have a great year last year. I've been saying that all along. His per carry, his per catch, they were down. Is he in decline? I don't know. Define decline. He's not the back he was prior to that, and running back is a slippery slope, and he appears to be falling down it. Up next, Penguins coach Mike Sullivan. But now it's time to win tickets. Maybe you can sit right behind Sully. I don't know, but... Uh, this season, the Penguins schedule is loaded with theme nights and promotions like, wow, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang bobbleheads all this year. Plus theme nights with live bands, people dressed up, and more. Go to PittsburghPenguins.com to get your tickets today or be caller number 15 right now to win a pair of tickets for the Pens and Caps tomorrow night. That's the season opener. Free tickets. Call now to win. Caller 15, 412-333-WXDX. Mike Sullivan next. This is Brian Dumoulin of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. The Penguins open the season tomorrow night at home against the Washington Capitals. Joining me now to discuss two Stanley Cups in three seasons as the Penguins coach. It's a pleasure to welcome Mike Sullivan. Uh, Sully, it seemed like a real competitive camp this year, didn't it? Uh, you didn't win last year. That makes things frisky. And you got guys like Ricola trying to force his way onto the roster. Uh, it was pretty lively, wasn't it? It was. It was a spirited camp. We certainly like the energy uh, that the guys came into camp with this year, Mark. I think we're, uh, with some of the moves that Jim Rutherford made this this summer, we're a little bit deeper. There's a little more competition, and that's always a healthy internal push that's that's good for everyone. So I think uh, for all those reasons, I think we had a very competitive camp. Well, in the vein of that depth, with all you got up front, it's going to be tough to put together lines. I mean, it's a good problem. But you got six NHL caliber centers. How do you, how do you, how do you start to even think about who should play with who and who should play? Period. Well, I I think it's a, as I've said throughout this whole camp, I, I've been asked that question a lot, Mark, and, and it's a lot easier to move centers to the wing than it is to do it the other way. And, and uh, certainly some of the centers that we have have experience in playing the wing. Uh, you know, Matt Cohen, for example, Derek Grant, another guy. So. You know, even Riley Sheehan's played the wing, uh, you know, both for us in Pittsburgh 
and when he was in Detroit before we came to Pittsburgh. So we do have some guys that are capable of playing the wing. Uh, I, I believe it, it's it's a good problem to have in the, in the sense that if you have lines that have multiple centers on the ice, it, it gives us the ability to move people around. We've got two centers that can take face-offs. Uh, so there are a lot of benefits and so the, associated with with having a lot of centers, and 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 we've always been believers that uh, it's important to be strong down the middle, and and we certainly have that. Uh, if and when a, a injury bug does hit us, we certainly feel like we're in a position where we can endure those uh, their, those circumstances. So uh, we really like what we have right now with some of the center icemen. As far as who's going to play, I, I just think. That will always play itself out. Performance will always be the dictator. Uh, we'll watch these guys play, and once again, it's that healthy you know, internal competition that's going to keep all of us at our best. Uh, staying with the center position for just another second, Coach, uh, what does that do for your in-game management for, for the matchups? Because you can avoid matchups with some of them, dictate matchups with the other one. Uh, how much of that goes into an average game? Well, we certainly... You know, as a as a coaching staff, we're looking for certain matchups uh, when we game plan for each respective team that we play against. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it might be just a defense pair. Sometimes it's uh, it's one or two lines. I, I always been a believer that uh, that the focus should be on our own team, especially when you look at the type of team that we have here in Pittsburgh. And I certainly don't want to. Uh, take some of our players out of the flow of the game because I'm trying to get a certain match. I mean, at the end of the day, if coaches want to get a match, they can get it. It's just a matter of how disruptive do they want to be to their own players or their own bench in order to get that match. And, and you know, I've always said you, you, can, you can win the matchup battle but lose the war if you're not careful as a coach or a coaching staff. So we try to keep that in mind. But having said that, we look for certain matchups each and every night. I think when you look at the group that we have right now with some of the, the personnel that we have up front, it gives us a, a couple of lines uh, that we can play situationally to play against another team's top line, uh, for example, and, uh, and and it will give us the ability maybe to move a guy like Crosby out of some difficult minutes that if you look at last year, we played Sid in, in a lot of difficult circumstances whether it be defensive zone starts or you know playing power against power and uh in a a fairly consistent basis i think with the group we have this year it might give us the ability to be a little bit more flexible i'm intrigued by jake gensel this year he he appeared a little bit worn down at times last year you know just his second season of pro hockey but then he exploded in the playoffs what are your expectations with him well, they're high. You know, we believe Jake's a really good player. You know, I think he has a certain chemistry with Crosby. At least he's shown that uh, in his time here. And uh, he's a guy that really can think the game uh, along the same level of a guy like Crosby or some of our elite players. He has really good offensive instincts. He's uh, He has green hockey sense. It's one of his biggest attributes. Uh, but for a guy that's an undersized guy, he's, he's good in the battle areas. He plays a, a real good give-and-go game. You know, down low in, in the offensive zone, he has the ability to make plays through the neutral zone, so he can he can be dangerous off the rush. Uh, I think the fact that he's got a full NHL season under his belt uh, will serve him well and help him moving forward with his, with his consistency. And that was something that we spoke with Jake about uh, in our exit meetings uh, last last spring 
but it's also something that we've spoke to him about throughout the course of this training camp. And 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 that that I think the fact that he's got a, a full NHL season under his belt, uh, you know, he's he's always shown an ability to perform well in the high stakes environment in the playoffs. And and now his challenge or the challenge that we put forth with him this year is is just that daily that daily commitment that it takes uh, to bring a cons- his consistent play throughout the course of, of a whole NHL season. And, and, and he's not unique to that. I, I, my experience of being around some of the, some of the players that come from the, from the college ranks is, is the, the grind of the NHL schedule is one of the adjustments that these guys have to go through simply because they're not accustomed to playing that many games in college hockey. So, so that, that's an adjustment that a lot of players have to go through. Jake is no different. We're hoping with that full NHL season under his belt, it's going to help him moving forward. We're talking to Penguins coach Mike Sullivan here on 105.9. Uh, you got Daniel Sprong on the fourth line to start the season, and that certainly raised some eyebrows. But with Shane and Cullen, I bet you don't feel like that's really a fourth line, do you? No, we don't. We believe that's a line that, that can play, that can score goals, uh, and, and that, that potentially can defend. Uh, you know, there's, there's no two better guys to play with, in my mind, than Riley Shane and Cully there. They're both veteran guys. They're really good pros. They're great teammates, uh, and and they they're very good with young players. And so, uh, you know, Daniel is a guy that has everybody sees his scoring ability and his in his uh, in his shooting ability uh, specifically. And and so, the, our challenge as a coaching staff is to try to put him in the best possible position to be successful. But he's got to fit in with the whole group as well. And uh, and we're not going to force anything uh, onto Daniel. You know, we believe that uh, we can move him up and down the lineup uh, from night to night, depending on how games go or if in certain situations uh, we think uh, we, we can move him up on a line that uh, that might have the ability to to, uh, to score or take advantage of a particular circumstance uh you know, in, in, in game scenarios, uh, when Daniel's having a strong night, then we're going to look to do that. But, uh, we're not going to force it. We're going to, we're going to give him an opportunity, uh, to play his game and develop as, as a young player. Uh, and, and we believe we've got four lines that, that can, that can play the offensive game. So regardless of w- which line Daniel plays on, we believe he has players that can help him score. I like what we've seen, Coach, of the projected third line, Broussard, Rust, and Simone. Uh, Broussard had some injuries last year, some hiccups. Can he handle that role and less minutes than he used to get? I, I sense that was not a problem with him last year, but an adjustment. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right on when you, uh, the, the way you worded that. You know, Brass is accustomed to playing a top six role. In, in every team he's played on, he's been a top two center iceman. And then he comes to the Penguins, and he's playing behind two generational talents in uh, in Sid and Gino. So, uh, but but I I know from talking to Brass uh, both last year and throughout the summer and and throughout the, the 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 training camp so far, he's really excited to be part of the Penguins. He sees the opportunity that this group of players has uh, to contend and compete for a Stanley Cup, and he's excited to be a part of it. I think uh, now that he's had some games. Uh, under his belt with the Penguins, he's coming into training camp with a fresh start. He's healthy. I think he looks really strong in the training camp so far. He's he's skating extremely well, and we put that line together. Went through a couple of the exhibition uh, the exhibition games, and we really liked what we saw. And so we chose to 
to keep that line together, and we feel as though both Dominic and, and Rusty have done a really good job with him. So uh, we, we'll watch it and see how it goes, but we, we really feel good about the center ice position. When you look at, when you look at our centers uh, from through the top four, uh, I don't think there are too many teams in the league that are as strong as we are there, and, and we're certainly encouraged by that, and brass is going to be a big part of that. Is Chris Letang really going to play less minutes, Coach? Because I really don't believe it. Well, it's a good question. I, you know, I think obviously, I'm not sure you believe it either. Well, he's a guy that can handle minutes. And no question. We, and and we, you know, my experience of coaching Tanger is 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 to a certain extent. Sometimes the more he plays, the better he gets. And and so we're going to walk that line of of making sure that uh, that that we get him on the ice and, and and allow him to be the player that he is for us. Uh, but we're also trying to keep the big picture in mind and. And we certainly don't want to wear him down to the point where uh, he can't continue to sustain his his performance through the throughout the course of the season. I, I know he's capable of playing a lot of minutes. Uh, we're well aware of that. We want to put him in situations where where he can be at his best and he can help us win. But the other the other aspect of it is 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 we feel as though we've got other players uh, on our defense core this year that we can play in certain situations that. That, that can help them with their games as well. And, and that's going to be the balance. And, and so, uh, you know, Tanger's a guy that's going to play a lot of hockey for us. And, and we would be foolish not to play him in, in those situations. But, but certainly we're going to keep an eye on his minutes. We're going to try to make the best decisions on a nightly basis to try to, try to help us win in the short term, but also keep it in mind the big picture so that we can help these guys sustain their performance throughout the course of, a, of a, uh, an 82-game schedule. Well, staying with the defensive core, I think that's a really good group top to bottom, Coach. Uh, maybe the best group you've had with Johnson and Ricola tacked on. That's a lot of depth there, isn't it? It really is. I mean, Uso's been a, uh, been a great addition for us. Jack as well. I think Jack is a guy that uh, we were very familiar with his game, and, and we felt as though he, he could fit into our group and, and fill a certain need that, that we felt our defense core uh, was lacking, and, uh, and he's had a strong camp for us. I know he's excited to be a Penguin. I know he's excited about the opportunity that's in front of him. Uh, so, you know, we really like the mix of the, of the defense core that we have right now. We, we, we've got a little bit of everything. We, you know, we, when you look at that defense core, we've, I don't think it's any secret that we've always placed a high emphasis on mobility and puck moving ability and, and to help our transition game. And we think we've added to that with, with Jack Johnson and a guy like you. So, uh, that we think can become part of this group as well. Uh, we've got some size back there. I think Jack is a guy that can, that can help us with in, in the hard areas in front of our net, uh, down below the goal line. He's a good penalty killer. He's a good shot blocker. You know, he's 227 pounds. He's, he can play a heavy game when we need it. Uh, Jamie Alexia can do the same, but yet we still have the mobility and the puck moving ability and the ability to join the rush in all three defense pairs. You know, Yuso is a guy that, that that came highly recommended by our scouting staff, and he's everything that that uh, that our scouting staff had projected him to be, is from our coaching staff standpoint. So we're really excited to work with Yuso. You know, we we think he's a guy that that can help us win as well. You know, he's he's shown uh, an ability to to fit right into the to the style of play that we're trying to play. He's another mobile guy. He can get back to pucks. He processes the game well. He's got good hockey sense. And what the, the surprising aspect of Yuso's game 
is he's not afraid to stick his nose in and, and play with a little bit of an edge. And that wasn't something that, that we had expected that he's really shown throughout this exhibition season and throughout the training camp. So, you know, we're, we're very comfortable and excited with the group we have back there. Uh, now it's our challenge to become a team. I'm not even sure what to ask about Sid, Gino, and Phil at this point, Coach. Uh, it, it seems like the way they played, you know, ever since each of them has been here, really, that no expectation for them is unreasonable. No, it isn't. I, you know, these guys have such high expectations of themselves. You know, I, I've grown so much respect for them, for them, uh, just been, just because of, uh, the experience of working with them over the last three plus years. You know, they're, they're driven guys. They, they want to win. Uh, they're willing to put the time in and make the commitment to win. And, uh, and, and, and I think they're, they're at a point in their careers where they have a certain maturity level about them and a certain perspective. Uh, with some of the the challenges that they've been through through their own respective careers, that that they don't take winning for granted. They know how hard it is. Uh, they've been on both sides of it, and so I, I think they see another opportunity with a group of players that we have uh, to compete for another Stanley Cup. Uh, I know it's important to all of those guys, and and they understand that 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 they're the engines that 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 drive this hockey team, and so. Uh, you know, these guys are, uh, they're, they're some of the most driven athletes that, that I've ever been around. Uh, it's certainly, it, it, it's a whole lot of fun for me and our coaching staff to work with them on a daily basis and watch what these guys can do. And finally, coach, uh, Matt Murray wasn't bad last year, but he would be the first to tell you that he was disappointed. Uh, what specifically does he have to do this year to improve on last year? Well, I think the biggest thing for Matt is just consistency, and uh, and, and he's shown an ability to be a consistent goaltender uh, at the NHL level. I think uh, you know last year he went through particular challenges uh, both on and off the ice, and and uh, and that that make it hard. And and you know I, I think because he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and and he's and he's performed so well in such a high-stakes environment. In the first couple of years of his of his pro career, sometimes we forget that that he's still a, a really young guy, and uh, and so you know he's been through a lot last year in in, in his in his life. Uh, he puts a lot of pressure on himself uh, to be at his very best. He understands how important he is and his game is uh, to the Penguins having success. And uh, knowing that the way I know him, I know he's going to bounce back for us. But for me, the one area is, is just is, is consistency of play night in and night out. And, uh, and that's something that we've grown to expect from Matt because he's been that guy for us for a couple of years now. So uh, I have uh, the utmost most confidence that, uh, that he's going to make that timely save for us game in and game out. Coach, great stuff. I really appreciate taking the time the day before the opener, and we'll see you at the rink tomorrow night. Okay, Mark, thanks for having me. That's Mike Sullivan. Penguins coach, good stuff from him. What a day for hockey here on the Mark Madden Show. Mike Rupp, Chris Latang, Mike Sullivan. And we got Dejon coming up at 5.30. If you want to talk hockey, now's the time to do it. 412-333-9939. And I'll talk to Bob McLaughlin just around the corner here on 105.9. This is Jake Gens of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden in the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Thanks to Chris Letang and Mike Sullivan for joining me today. Thanks to Jen and Jason with the Penguins PR setting that up, although the day suddenly became very disappointing when Liverpool conceded in the 90th minute 
to lose at Napoli in Champions League action 1-0. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought to you by 84 Lumber. Bob, uh, first off, Tom Wilson got 20 games. The Washington Capitals winger for his headshot on Oscar Sundquist. Uh, it's more than I expected, but it somehow doesn't seem to be enough, does it? Yeah, well, first of all, well done, NHL player safety. I was thinking around 8 to 10 games. Uh, 20 games is, uh, what have you said in the past, jackpot bonus. Uh, so good for NHL. Yeah, but it still doesn't seem like it solves the problem. It still doesn't seem like it'll keep Wilson from doing it again unless he's been informed that it'll be 40 next time. And it should be 40 next time. And rest assured, Bob, there will be a next time. This is a pretty big step, though, Mark. Um, I'm okay with this at 20 games because I, well, I do— he certainly loses a lot of money, but who knows if the Capitals give it to him anyway. Right. Well, I, I I do think, though, I agree with you. Um, at some point with him, there will be a next time. And, yeah, I think next time they could double down on it and go 40 games because, obviously, the message hasn't gotten through to Tom Wilson up to this point. Perhaps this is strong enough message that he gets it. Um, he just doesn't seem the type, though, to catch on too quick. Here's what's coming out of the D.C. media. Bob, a guy named Grant Paulson, a radio host down there, tweeted, Tom Wilson did not leave his feet. He didn't throw an elbow to the head. He crushed the guy skating in the middle of the ice with his head down with the bulk of the contact to the shoulder. I was ready for six games, maybe eight, but 20? Unbelievable. Well, it's funny. For a guy who got his start on Pittsburgh Radio, because that's Scott Paulson's nephew. Uh, is it really? Yeah, it really is. What a jerk. Is. And he's, he did get his start on DVE. He used to do the football picks and everything, and he built that into a nice career down there. But many of his tweets, many of his stories are very, very pro Capitals and well, he's I, down there. I get it, but I never defended Matt Cook. Well, exactly. I, I can't see how we can go out on the limb this far in defending Tom well, Wilson. I mean, what don't they understand on there that you're not supposed to hit guys in the head? It doesn't really matter that much how you hit somebody in the head. It's just if you hit them in the head, and Tom Wilson did, and in very predatory fashion. Yeah, uh, and there's a couple media guys down there who are very, very, you know, they are, they're very protective of the Caps, and I've seen them in different instances like this uh, where there's a predatory hit or there's a hit resulting in injury or a, a hit that absolutely needed to be fined like this one is or penalized like this one was. And I know there's homerism in every market, Mark, but they don't see it down there like that. I think maybe th with the Stanley Cup now, things are going pretty right for them, and they want to keep the, that train on those tracks. That's Bob McLaughlin. He's brought you by 84 Lumber. In just 30 seconds, I'll tell you who to root for tonight in the American League wildcard game, and there really is only one choice. You might be surprised by my reasoning, though, or entertained. 105.90X.